I will just focus in on God right here and just look to the Lord, look to the Lord. I just want to read this to you. I just feel to encourage you, remind you about who your God is as you just look to Him right now. In the book of Ephesians, I know you're going through it. From verse 17 onwards, and we're going to look at it tomorrow morning, but I just feel to bring it to you now. And this is just elevating your God, magnifying your God, declaring your God. I keep asking the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation so that you might know Him better. Greatest priority of the Father so that we know Him. Can I hear an amen to that? And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. What is that seeing? In order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, that you may have the eyes of your heart enlightened so you may know the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and that you may have the eyes of your heart enlightened so that you might know the, His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power, what? The power that is available for us who believe. That power is the same power as the mighty strength that He exerted when the Father raised Christ from the dead. The power in you is not a different power. It is the same power that the Father used when He raised Christ from the dead and when He seated Him at His right hand in heavenly realms far above. Everyone say far above. Far above all rule and all authority and all power and all dominion and every name that is invoked and not only in this present age but also the one to come. And God placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed Him to be the head over everything. I love this. For the church, which is His body which is the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. I love the completeness of Scripture. (laughs) What He's done for the church, His body, His desire is to fill everything in every way. As you're just focusing on God, let me just speak into your spirit. He wants to fill everything in every way he wants to fill everything in every way some of you got desires he wants to fill your desires in every way some of you I I, I have a sense of almost like there's a void there's a there's a there's a gap there's there's, a, there's an element of clarity in some areas, but there's a void. And God says, I want to fill that too. For some, it's an area of your emotions. How many people would like God to fill that in every way? Father, we just... We just acknowledge that you're the God of all. You're the Lord of all. And when it comes to our life, you're the Lord of all. And we once again just surrender every part. Every part. Every part. God, you have it all. 
have our desires, our passions. Father God, everything. Lord, every question, Lord, have it, Lord. Lord, we give all fear to you. Lord, we give all worry, all anxiety. Lord, we give every inclination of our heart. We give every passion, every pursuit. We give it all. We give it all. We give it all. And we declare not our will, but yours be done. Not our will, but yours be done. Not our will, but yours be done, oh God. We want to be truly men and women who are not only alive by the Spirit, but that keep in step with the Spirit, oh God. We want to be ones that are spiritually minded, oh God. Lord, we want to be ones that, Lord, step into the fullness of being salt and light in this world, almighty God. Lord, we want to be ones that do people good. And so here tonight we just come as sons and daughters. No titles, no positions, just sons and daughters. We want to just sit. I get a picture. I, I just, I just get a picture of me like a child just sitting at the feet of Jesus. Does anyone want to take that posture tonight? Lord, we just want to sit. We want to look, and I get a picture of even like the preppies, you know, or the, I don't know what you call it here, just the the four, five, six year olds that are starting school, and I can see them sitting cross-legged on the floor, looking up at the teacher, sitting on like a small chair. Do you know the, what I'm talking about? Can you picture it? And they're just like leaning in, they're sort of eager and hunger. They're, they're just at this posture of uh, just almost like starting this journey of learning. And Father, that's how I picture us coming tonight. We sit at your feet and we lean in. We look into the face of love and we just want you to have your way. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Thank you for your presence, God. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. And we love you. We love you. We love you. Amen, amen. God bless you as you're seated. Praise God. How are you doing tonight? Welcome to your church. Welcome to the rock. Spirit of naughtiness. What was that? Did you say spirit of hair? Right there, man. Right there, man. Right there. I'm going home. Actually, I've got a word for you, Paul. You could have stayed, but Paul ruined the moment. So, uh, so I'm just hoping the Holy Spirit comes back. But.
Good to be with you guys yet again. One of my many families around the world, but you guys are special. There's uh, there's something wonderful on this house. Can I hear an amen? If I say anything you even slightly agree with, feel free to. Feel free, not you, Paul, but everyone else, feel free. Feel free to add your agreement. I, I was in ministering somewhere last week and really felt the Spirit of God stirring me really strongly about, and, and I just feel him bringing back to my memory right now. And, and as I, I really encouraged them to verbalize their agreement. And I said, I don't need it. I, I don't. I don't need it. I, I've got great confidence that I hear what Father wants me to say. I'll download it. And I'll go home and smile even if you don't. So it's, it's, it's cool. But what he was saying to me is this, Steve. This, he's already taken me on. He's, I don't even know why I bring that stuff. Um, <laughs> what he verbalized to me was this. There's... When we verbalize our agreement, because there's life and power, life and death in the power of our tongues, God created with words, you cannot come into a full agreement in your mind alone. You, you, you cannot come in full agreement unless it comes out of your mouth. And you see that all through Scripture, don't you? I mean, do you know... Now Paul's jealous. <laughs> Let there be light. That's almost... Okay, what did we put in that drink? Um, light, and I think I might have even said this here before, I don't know. Um, but light was created when the sun came into agreement with the, what the Father wanted. The Spirit was hovering ready to bring light into reality only because the Father initiated. I think I have said this before. But it wasn't until the word said, let there be light. And as I said, let there be, let it be. What word is that? That's a literal definition of amen. Let it be. So. What is let it be? What is amen? It's simply this. I agree with what you say and what you want, Father. So when the Father thinks, hmm, I'd like some light, you've got the Spirit ready to make it happen. But he cannot do it until a word comes into agreement with what Father wants. And so I didn't intend to say this, but the Spirit of God is stirring it in me. Okay. We're just going to have, Downloads, okay? Can we just do that? Something is being birthed right here, right here tonight for anyone that's willing to pick it up. But there will be a shift in your life, but there will be a shift in this church and in this community. I'm prophesying right now. When we start to much more often come into agreement with our mouth. Amen. Yes, Lord. Do you know why? Again, it's not the speaker doesn't need it. It's got nothing to do with them. You need it. The, the thing you're praying about, the thing that you want in a break for, I think that Father is saying to some of you that the breakthrough that you want in certain areas is going to come when you agree in a different area. Because there's sometimes there's too much of a focus on the area that we want to shift in 
that that actually can take the place of even what God wants. I want it so much. I can't do anything else until I get this. I'm so focused in on here. doesn't matter what's happening around here. God, you need to answer this. You need to break through this. It's almost like we start to dictate to God. And I can't do anything else until, until, until. And God says when you start to come into agreement with what he's saying, which might be different than what you want, then God says I can release something. I think this, this is what I think by the Spirit of God. Some of us are going to look back and see a shift in something that we almost forgotten about because we got our eyes in the, the, the right place. Is this right? Thank you for your agreement. So I'm not, we we're talking about this, Greg, Danny, and I, we're just talking about the fact um, our, our part is to download what Father is saying, what Father is showing, and not to coerce people, not to take on the, there's a fine line between our role and the Holy Spirit's role. But there's something the Holy Spirit's saying to me more and more and more, you know, he's a better Holy Spirit than I am. It's, it's a wonderful, liberating truth. But where I get myself into, where I get myself off course is if I ever try to do the work of the Holy Spirit in someone else's life. And that same with you, family, friends, colleagues. When you try to do the work of the Holy Spirit, like he says, it's my kindness that would lead them to repentance. Nothing about what you can say or do. Your words have never changed the life. It's only the Spirit breathing upon the words that the Spirit causes you to say that brings life. We're going to not... We've got to not elevate our part in the equation, but nor must we diminish our part in the equation. That there's this perfect fit in the equation. And, and he surrounds everything, and he's the core, and he's the start, and he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. We get to be a part of that. I'm not even sure. And I, I mean, Greek language is so beautiful. Is sometimes where, where it's operating as it should, it's almost, hard to, it's almost hard to distinguish where we stop and God starts and vice versa. But agreement, but agreement, the power of agreement. Amen, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When you start to speak that out, and this is what I feel Father is saying to me, and I, have, I can't even remember how you guys are in church as far as verbal agreement, and so it's, this is not being said right now because of what I remember about what the atmosphere is like on a Sunday morning or night. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? It's got nothing to do with that because I can't even remember. I come from Planet Shakers, okay? You, you, you get people stand up on their feet yelling the pastor down constantly. Um, you know, their, their agreement is through the roof. So I, I know the power of that. But I also uh, was speaking the other week at a, a little Church of Christ church in, uh, in Morwell in, in Victoria where um, uh, you had to check their pulse to see if they were even, even actually breathing because some of them were actually on breathing machines. Now, I can't think about uh, True story. Uh, um, but I pray Father's heart is coming out tonight already. And I know it is, and I love the way Father, because I don't plan this. I, I don't plan what I'm, you know, what's coming out right now. But Father l- loves to put in moments of lightness. Because I, I, as my wife says, if you try to be funny, Steve, it won't work. Like, I remember telling a joke when I was a pastor in the middle of it. I started laughing, and everyone was like, she says, don't try. When you don't try, you're funny. But when you try, you're not funny. So I'm not trying. Um, but my point is, Father interjects those moments, not 
to diminish the importance of the message, but actually to help us take it in and take it deep. Take it in and take it deep. And I want to release over you that you, everyone say me. Everyone say me. See, and, and I noticed it in the worship. Man, you guys are powerful praises. The, 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 the volume that comes from a small group in praise. I've been in a lot of places. You guys are second to none. And I believe with all my heart by the spirit of the living God that you, everyone say I, me, whatever, you, you, listen, you have been given a holy commission right here by the Spirit, not by me, by the Spirit of God from tonight on and definitely evidence tomorrow morning that you start to uh, regularly and loudly add your agreement to what has been spoken, what has been said from the front. Got nothing to do with the person leading. It's to do with you coming into agreement with what Father says. Because here's the thing. Many, many times, even while we're hearing the truth, we are having different conversations in our minds. We're having battles in our minds. We're getting distracted in our minds. Am I talking to anyone here? Come on. This is going crazy. And what will interrupt it is what comes out of our mouth. Because you cannot be speaking one thing and thinking a different thing on an ongoing basis. It interrupts it. And so I'm giving you a holy commission from Father that you start to boldly yell out, shout out, scream out, declare out, yes, amen, come into agreement. Not for the, not for the persons, have I said that before? I'm saying it again. It's for you. It's going to shift something in you. There's some family situations in some of your lives that God says, I am going to do something as you come into agreement with what I'm saying on a completely separate thing. Some of us are going to have to practice this, aren't we? Some of us are going to have to break past. But that's not, the, that's not who I am. Don't give me that rubbish. I haven't seen you, but some of others have seen you at the school sports and the, watching the All Blacks, and don't give me that oh, rubbish. I'm sick and tired of hearing Christians excuse lethargy and apathy because of personality. (laughs) Now, we need to pick our time. No. (laughs) Go hard, man. Go hard. It's like musicians. I speak as one who is a musician, all right? But I've been a creative arts, not now for quite a while, but I was a creative arts director um, probably in my life, probably at least 15 years um, in different settings. And maybe not that long, but for a long time. And I had some people uh, that were musicians be really slack in attitudes, punctuality, giving the best to God, and you heard the excuse, that's just them, they're a musician. And I said, I remember pointing to God say, I don't want to ever hear that again because you're first a Christian and then you're second a musician. If, don't get the order around the wrong way. I'm not a musician, I am a Christian. And I, I just want to, 
I want to say the God who created you, who formed you, who gave you your personality, wants you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength in accordance with but not limited by the personality that God gave you. If you, I'll be careful what I'm saying here. Some of you say, really? Um, I'm careful. I'm very careful what I say. I might be bold and direct, but I'm very careful. We've got to be careful what we say. Very careful what we say. Too many times people with microphones, we don't think. We just, man, they just need to. What's the motivation? What's the motivation? And even the Bible says in uh, in First Corinthians four, it says the spirit of the prophet are subject to the control of the prophets. This whole thing of the spirit of God just came on me, and I had no control. God does; He's a God of order, not of disorder. I am always responsible for what comes out of my mouth, and so and so are you. And I just feel that it's like the, this whole thing with mind and. I'm just feel like I'm sitting under a bit of a Holy Ghost download right now because I didn't know any of this was coming out. But in the same way that the God who gave us a mind, intellect, for the purpose of not solving problems, not creating things primarily, but for loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The primary reason God gave us minds is to love him. Yet for too many people, it's their mind, which was a gift from God to facilitate love, becomes the very thing that keeps them from loving because of all the questions. Did that make sense? The same can be true with personality. The very thing that God gave to love him and express becomes the very thing that becomes like a blanket and a lid upon us. I'm not talking about violating your conscience. I'm just really feel by the Spirit of God, and I don't know why, but it's obviously needed, that we don't give our best passion just to sports, entertainment, friends. But hear me, and not even just to praise and worship, but to agreement out of our mouth to what the Spirit of God is saying. And I don't think I've ever given that word like that to anyone before. And I feel like I stand in, 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 the, in the worship, the praise, the worship, just loving on God and hearing you guys. And I'm, I'll be honest, okay? I'm always honest with you, but I'm being transparently honest which, again, I am with you guys, right? True? And I stand there at one point, and Greg, I thought, these guys have got it. What do they need from me? I'm just being honest with you. you. You guys just are an incredible bunch of people. And so far, thank you, Greg. Cha-ching, <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Amen. Let it be contagious. An incredible group of people. 
as I said, even sin, and you got unlimited capacity on you. He brought it to me in the middle of worship about three times. He didn't give me anything for anyone else, but he just said there is literally unlimited capacity. And if that's something that I just have to prophesy of you to ignite something, to birth something, then I do it. I don't care what others can see, or I do care what you can see, but I'm not going to be limited by what you can see. Because uh, I've seen too many people in too much of life, myself included, and many people in the Bible whom God declared great things over, and they straight away said, hang on, God, you got the wrong person. I stutter. I'm the least of the least in my family. I'm just a child. I don't know what to say. We've only got five loaves. We've only got two fish. And so because God loves you so much and accepts you so much, sometimes he brings words that can be viewed through a lens of correction. And and, and please, here, we need God to redefine. It's not that he redefines. We need things in our minds redefined to actually come not in line with the dictionary definition, Webster's, Miriam's, or anyone else, not to come in line with what Google tells you it is, but from what he actually intends. And correction, I've read it in the Bible. This is a picture God gave me last week. When we think about God correcting, we often think of, like a 15-year-old teenager who is starting to go completely and utterly off the rails and starting to just get into all sorts of excessive drinking and drugs and sleeping around, and they are literally about to just go over the edge. And correction is like, we stop them just from going the whole way. And I felt the Spirit of God say when he's talking about correcting those that he loves, that's not the picture he wants in our mind. But the picture he gave me is when you've got uh, a little uh, toddler who's learning to walk, maybe they're a year or two years old, and they are just besotted on by their parents and they love their mother and father and they are just running around the house and they start to head towards uh, something that might do them a bit of damage and the parents sees them and because there's no ill intent, there's, no, there's nothing in the child that says, uh, stuff you mum and dad and I'm going to do what I want. It's just they're living life and they're running and the loving parent comes and just steps in and redirects them. It's almost like he doesn't even draw attention. He just redirects and you keep on going and you are safe and you are free and you're loved on. And I feel God say that is, that is what a correction looks like for someone I love. And the Bible said he corrects those he accepts as his sons. And I was gripped by that. He, if he accepts me, then he'll correct me, which will keep me on the right track. Not because he's angry, but because he's pleased. And I just feel he's igniting, birthing something here tonight about agreement. And I've got a picture that I have to download to you, and we haven't even got there yet. But... In the next three months, in the next three months, get ready. 
Okay, I'm not going to filter what I'm saying because I don't want to. I don't want to make it bigger, but I also don't want to make it smaller. By the Spirit of the Living God, I'm releasing over you right now. And if when I say it, anything in you believes it's the Spirit of God, you need to come into agreement out of your mouth. But I'm saying in the next three months that that the acceleration and explosion will be unprecedented in the next three months. That's what I'm declaring by the Spirit of God. And it will be directly linked to your coming into agreement with what God says. When you're reading the Bible by yourself, when you, out of your mouth, go, God, that is so good. Thank you, God, I agree. Let it be in my life. Not when you just think, oh, that's good, and you just think about it, think about it. See, if we're not careful, we'll bring meditation down to just thinking about it. And we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, but the accelerator... The accelerant, I'm just getting a picture right now of fire. You can have a flame. You can have a flame there, but you pour some petrol on, man. You're going to get an accelerant. What comes out of your mouth is like pouring the petrol on something that is a fire. And God says, I want to accelerate and unprecedented ways in the next three months. It's going to be in you in your room by yourself coming into agreement. Yes, God. Yes, God. And when the enemy comes, we're not going to have a conversation here. We're going to declare out of here and come into agreement. When we come to a meeting like this, we're going to be people that just are constantly Constantly coming into agreement, coming into agreement. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Let it be. Praise God. Praise God. We're gonna we're gonna declare it from tomorrow morning, from tonight actually. But tomorrow morning, I'm talking. It's almost like there's a people that don't know are going. What is going on in here? But this is not about culture. This is not about denomination. This is not about personality. This is not about what I want. This is about coming into agreement. Life and death is not in the power of your thoughts or in the power of your tongue. Praise God. Can I, what time do you finish? And don't tell me half past eight. Soon? I've had any time, keep going. Saturday night. There's a, that's the time for someone here to say, Steve, stop doing that. And then everyone come into agreement with it. I hope there's some people ready to shout me down tomorrow. I meant that in a nice way. Can I give you the picture that God gave me? Um, I don't know why I asked you because I'm going to anyway. But um, <laughs> I, I said to Gregory, Hang on, was that strike three or was that, what am I up to? I've gone past. At brunch today, at brunch today I had strike one, strike two. And he says, strike three, you're out. And um, apparently I'm past it. I'm thinking of something smart to say. I can't come up with anything. So I'm actually going to be spiritual. Um 
before I came, uh, Father gave me a picture for tonight, which I haven't got to yet. But I, I'm just going to plant some seeds and let you do the digging. Um, he gave me a picture. He gave me very clear instruction for tomorrow morning. And can I encourage you to really come really prepared tomorrow and come prepared to add your agreement? Because when you start to hear what I say, this this body needs to hear your agreement. I don't want to overstate it, but I will say this in anticipation. So I, I want you to come so prepared because this is the opening thing that Father said to me to bring tomorrow morning. And this is what God said to me. I want you to bring greater context to what Greg is leaning into and affirm his passion and pursuit of truth. There's a core group, but this body needs to hear what I'm going to bring. But it needs to hear you come into agreement. That was not why I said all the rest of it because I wasn't even thinking about that. But can you see the significance of this? Because after he done that, and then he downloaded all this stuff to me, which I'll, I'll bring out. Um, but he, after he'd given me all the stuff for tonight, for tomorrow morning, tomorrow night, he said these words to me, and I told my wife about it, and I, I wrote it down, and it's in capitals, blue, bold, and italics. Font size 20. All of that is true. Affirmation and acceleration. Affirmation and acceleration. Father's intended purpose, my time here this weekend, affirmation and acceleration. And so we're going to release that. And, and so let me give you the picture that God gave me. And I'm going to give you the, the initial picture. I'm going to say a few things about it. Then he took me back to the picture and showed me some more things. So I'll take you back there. And I'm not going to take longer than I need to, but can I just download this? And that, 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 for some of you, all this is going to be is an affirmation of your current posture and position. And probably all of you to a certain degree. But for all of you here, Father's in his affirmation, a desire for acceleration of what he's going to say. Is that, is that cool? Are you ready to receive that? Father, right now we just ask, even as we go to this picture, which you gave me so clearly, that you will help us to see the picture. We, can, can, can I ask that, that if, if you're hungry, that you don't just hear the picture, but you use your Holy Ghost imagination, that the Spirit of God literally show you. I want you to see it like if you saw it on a movie. And so if that's you, I, I, I want you to say, God, help me to see the picture. And Father, I pray that you help us to see the picture, and then you'll help us to see what you are saying about it to us personally and collectively. And everyone said amen. Okay. So I'm going to read some of this so I get through it. I saw you as miners with helmet lights on. Miners with helmet lights on. And I saw you go from one blackened tunnel into another tunnel on a 90-degree left-hand turn. And as you entered this new tunnel, it was only then that I noticed the lights shining brightly from your helmet lights. Let me give you the picture again in case so you can use them. I saw you 
you, you, as miners. What do miners do? They, they dig for treasure. They dig for something that is a treasure. I saw you as miners with helmet lights on. And I saw you go from a blackened tunnel into another tunnel on a 90-degree left-hand turn. This was specific. I saw it. As you entered this new tunnel, it was only then that I noticed the lights actually shining from your helmets. Let me unload first off what I feel Father saying. I believe you. Everyone say me. Everyone say me. I believe you, not just your senior leaders, are all called to mine for truth in God's word. I see this clearly from this picture. And I'm going to unpack this. But this was a whole group of people. You're in a blackened tunnel, which says to me the light of revelation uh, for many hasn't been shining. But as, as we took a 90-degree turn, then the lights came on. So let me unpack. I'll try not to take too long because I feel like I could go on this for, for days. So I believe you, not just your senior leaders, are called to mine for truth in God's word. And I'm reminded of an A.W. Tozer quote, and I probably said it here before, but he brought it back to me how tragic that in this evil day we have had our seeking done for us by our teachers. That's, in many parts of the body of Christ, the reality. Teach me. So I can accept what you say, and that's what I believe. God commended the Bereans as ones who heard the word and then went to search out, is what they're saying actually correct? See, you hear that in many places now. You would say you're dishonoring. You should just... No, no. God is calling you. Everyone say God is calling me to mine. Mine? Mine. Mind. Yeah, it is mine. Yeah, yeah. To mine for truth. God wants us individually to seek after, to search for, to look for, and to know truth. And so this is an individual word, but stay with me. Jeremiah. I'm going to give you a few scriptures in my brand new super giant print Bible that I still need glasses to read. Hallelujah. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I'm very sensitive. Okay, Jeremiah 29, verse 13. How many people know this? But I want to read verse 13 and 14 and download what, Father? I want you to keep this picture in mind. Can you still, can you picture it? Can you picture the picture? You can picture the picture. You're walking down, the hammer light's on, 90-degree left-hand right-angle turn. As you entered, then you saw the lights from the helmet lights come on. And this is what it says in Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14. You will seek me. Everyone say, I will seek him. Everyone say, I will seek him. You will seek me and you will find me, says the Lord, when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. How good is that? 
And this is what I felt the Spirit of God say to me. Seeking God is seeking truth, capital T. As you said today, and it's in my spirit, I am the way, the truth, and life. Truth is never primarily what God says. It's who he is. Truth flows from truth, but it's small t flows from capital T. Are you with me? You will seek me. That means I will seek truth, mining for truth, mining for truth. I will seek him. I seek him. And I felt God say that seeking God is seeking truth, and God will reveal truth to seekers. It's not a maybe. He says, he says, you will seek me and you will find me. He says, I will be found by you twice in two verses. You will seek me and find me. You will be found by me. I will be found by you, rather, says the Lord. And I, and I want us to get this promise. Come on, we talk so much about the promises of God. But if we're not careful, we'll focus more. And I feel the Holy Spirit on me right now. We, feel, we focus so much more about the promises of God, of something that he will give us like an inheritance. Come on, like our children serving the Lord, like joy, like peace, like breakthrough, like multiplication. We can, we can focus on the promises of God and coming into the agreement with the promises of God. But I want to declare to you the greatest promises. If you seek me, you will find me. It's a promise. You can take that to the bank. You can bank on that. That is truth. And then he said this to me, revealed truth results in freedom from captivity. And then he said this statement, seek truth, not freedom. Because this is what he said. This is what he said. He says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. But notice the flow. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And then I will bring you back from, if you find me, that will result in freedom from captivity. But too many times, and I'm, can I just preach to myself, can I do this? Can I just say that too many times I'm seeking freedom, and God says, seek me, freedom follows. Seek me, we're seeking peace. He goes, seek me, peace follows, because I am the Prince of Peace. We're seeking joy. No, in my presence is fullness of joy. Joy follows. We are seeking what follows. Mm. Daniel eleven thirty-two. I love God's Word. I'm just nuts about God's Word. I'm just, hello, my name is Stephen McCracken, and I'm a, And I ain't ashamed to say it, and if you don't like it, too bad. This verse, just grab me. Uh, Daniel eleven thirty two. This is about seeking God and seeking truth, seeking him, and freedom follows. It says, with flattery, he, talking about the enemy, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant, but the people who know their God will firmly resist him. Again, it's the order. Sometimes we focus on resisting the enemy so that we can know him. He says, no, you know me, then you resist the enemy. Come on, come on, James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. And we've got too many people trying to resist, but they haven't submitted. And there is a flow and there is an order. I will bring you out from your captivity, but shift your focus from your freedom and from the captivity to me.
truth. God says, seek truth, not freedom. And God says, don't strive, seek. Don't make seeking a striving. Don't make seeking a work of the flesh. But I'm seeking God, I'm seeking God, I'm seeking God. Man, I'm just seeking God. Come on. If you seek me, you will find me. Okay, I feel God speaking. And, and, and that's what sometimes we get in the seeking, we get into the striving. And I just felt God say, you will, you're striving, but you won't find me because I'm not in a place of striving. I'm sitting beside quiet waters. Come on. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, still waters. He restores my soul. I need you to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to me right now. You won't find him in striving because he's sitting by the still waters. The next part of unpacking this picture, I feel the discovery of truth as evidenced by the light shining. Go back to the picture. Are you with me? Remember, I saw you walking. I saw you as miners with helmet lights on. You took a left-hand 90-degree turn, and it's only then that I noticed the lights were on. So I knew, I, I knew you had helmets on, but I only noticed the lights when there was that turn. Are you with me? So I felt God say, I feel the discovery of truth as evidenced by the light shining will come when a shift of position takes place, as evidenced by the 90-degree left-hand turn. Otherwise, why would God have given me that in the picture? Are you with me so far? And so, Father said to tell you to ask him, are you with me? Ask Father, is there a shift of position that needs to take place in order for me to step into the fullness of your intention. Is there a shift of position? Everyone say a shift of position. Because that's what it was. I saw you as miners. You had the helmet lights on, but there was, I wasn't seeing light. And, and this is not a correction because many of you, there is light shining. Just allow God to say what he is saying. Don't hear what he's not saying. But there was an acceleration of this light, a uh, greater evidence of this light when there was a shift of position. Now, I felt God say one of the shifts of position is a belief. And what I'm about to say is speaking to many of you in this room, so I need you to hear this next word. One of the shifts of position, which will result in the light coming on, on your helmet, is a belief that Father wants to bring revelation. Everyone say revelation. To you from him, not just to you through others. That's the shift of position. Many in this room need, and many in the body of Christ need to hear. That Father wants to bring revelation of who he is, of truth, of who he is and what he says, what it actually looks like from his perspective. He wants to bring it to me from him and not just to me through others. Again, how tragic that in this evil day we've had our seeking done for us by our teachers. 
Does that make sense? God says you don't have a lesser Holy Spirit than anyone else. So I mean, you need to think about that. You don't have a lesser, a junior Holy Spirit. We have the same Holy Spirit as each other. And he said, I will lead you into all truth. Now, going back to the picture, Father further highlighted to me that the picture, and I need you to get this part. This is really important. Because I've been speaking to you as an individual, haven't I? That's what you got from me in this since I started. Now you need to hear the next part. Father further highlighted to me that the picture was of multiple people walking together and entering the new tunnel together. Yet it was the collective individual helmet lights that lit up the tunnel. I s- I'll say it again. Yes, boss. Father further highlighted to me that the picture was of multiple people walking together because I saw, the first picture I saw, I saw saw you as minors, but I didn't see a person. I saw a group of individuals with their helmet lights on their head but not turned on. And together they turned a 90-degree angle. And I feel now as I'm saying this, God's, there's something coming up that's going to be another shift. He's preparing you. Will you walk together, individually seeking, but also, let me say it, he highlighted to me that the picture was of multiple people walking together. See, it wasn't just multiple people walking. It's multiple people walking together. God doesn't waste words. You can have multiple people walking, but not together. They can be side by side. He said multiple people walking together and entering the new tunnel together. And if you could see my notes, I've got that in italics and bold. And multiple people and together are underlined. Not because I thought I'll do that, but God said underline. I need you to get this. Multiple people walking together and entering the new tunnel together, underlined. Yet it was the collective underlined, individual underlined. The collective individual, the collective individual helmet lights that lit up the tunnel. One helmet light from one person in a tunnel, what I saw, would not have lit it up anywhere near as a group of individual collective lighting it up. Your light shines brighter in community than it does in isolation. And there is a time for every person to do their own seeking, not relying on others. I say to you, there is a time for you to do your seeking, not relying on others. Did you hear me? And God, in capital letters and bold, put invitation beside that. This is my invitation to you, says Father. Uh, can I just, just, let me just be prophesying to your spirit right now. Father says, invitation, here's your invitation, that you can seek me not relying on others. And then the next sentence he said, this is also equally a time for every person to walk more together with others in revelation truth. And in the bold and in the capitals, he put agreement. 
He put invitation by the individual pursuing, not relying on others. And he put alignment on the, we're doing that individually, but we're doing it together. Thanks, man. No one person will receive all truth. That's in bold, so you can write that down in bold. No one person will receive all truth. No one person. No one person. No one person will receive all truth. I, if Adam draw me straight away to, if any two people uh, were going to know all truth, I, I think it would be Paul and Peter. Come on. Grace conversion. The apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament. You got Peter. Come on. Walk on water. Peter, just bold. Uh, surely these two, if anyone's going to get it, and, and I, 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 I'll read it just, no, I'm not. I'm going to quote it. It's Galatians 2, 11 and 14. And you've got in there where Cephas, Peter, I opposed Paul to his face because what he was speaking was not in alignment with truth. He was, he was saying one thing and then he changed and was doing something different when certain people were wrong. And what he did actually influenced other people and they actually started to compromise as they followed his example. So he says, I stood up and I opposed him to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. And I'm thinking, if Paul and Peter needed each other, come on, we need each other. My dad has always said, isolation breeds error. And he is right. Any cult that started, which was someone that says, I've got the hotline, I've got the truth, they're all wrong. And most of the times, it was a truth that was right. So as I said that, the Spirit of God just said this. Isolation breeds error when it comes to people, but it also does when it comes to truth. Did that make sense, what I just said? If you get one truth and focus, that's what it's all about, you will get into error. It's all about mercy. If you get, it's all about mercy, it's all about mercy, it's all about mercy, you will get into error. Because therefore, anything goes because God's merciful. If you get into, it's all about truth. It's all about what God says. I'm not talking about capital T truth. I'm talking about small T truth. Come on. He'll lead you into, uh, I'm, if it's all about truth, 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 truth. Come on, what does God say? You will get into error because there will be no love, there will be no mercy, there will be no grace. That's why the Bible said mercy and truth have come together, they have kissed. Because one without the other is error. And I, I feel a Holy Spirit, just get my heart. You guys know my heart, right? So let me jump inside and scream on the inside of each and every one of you right now by the Spirit of God because I love you too much. I love you too much to um, allow your pursuit of Him, pursuit of truth, to narrow you down to a single lane focus because you will end up in error. Because when other people have a different thought, a different view, not a different, uh, I'm not saying that it's multifaceted as in there's all, any road leads to God. I'm not saying you're going to go to Buddha, Chris. I'm not going, I'm not saying anything like that. Truth is truth. It's not up for debate. It's not up for it's not up for political correctness. It's not. Truth is truth. Can I hear an amen to that, please? But we need to understand the amount of times that Jesus spoke things, and it looked like he was speaking two different things, this, this, this constant, this, this weaving together. And I just feel God says isolation breeds error, whether it be in a people. I've got it. I don't need you. 
but also in what you're pursuing if it's just the one thing and that's right and everything else is wrong. Now, he might give you at times something to pursue because he wants to go deep in you and you're pursuing it for a long time. That's fine. I'm not saying don't do that. Are you with me? But if it leads to this is the most important thing and everyone else is wrong, then you're wrong. Is that cool? That was, oh, that was lovely. Um, <laughs> we need each other. Can I hear an amen? Uh, I, I'm almost done here. Let me give you these scriptures. I'm not going to, uh, what does that one say? I like you guys. You like me? Woohoo! Can I hear an amen? Yeah, that was a good time. Thanks, thanks, brother. A bit slow, but good. Yep. Uh, Ephesians 4. Yeah, I'm, I'm just making up as we go. Hang on. Ephesians 4 16. From him, the whole body. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We need each other. And if you're taking notes, I'm not going to read these ones. Proverbs 15.22. Proverbs 15.22 and Proverbs 11.14. They're the scriptures that talk about, you know, uh, in the multitudes of counselors, there is wisdom, there is safety. A city can be destroyed by if one person does what they want, but when people, when there's a multitude of counsel, a city can be saved. This whole thing that God is saying is we need each other. We need each other. Have I labored that enough? The last thing I want to say last thing I want to say on this is it's only the Holy Spirit, not a human who is the revealer of truth. It's only the Holy Spirit, not a person. You've never heard me reveal truth to you. You've heard me speak truth. But it's Holy Spirit that reveals. It's going to be a supernatural thing. Is that cool? And it says that in John 16, verse 12, it does say it in 14 too, Greg, so you're, you're right, you don't have to hand over credentials just yet. Uh, John 16, 12, oh, that was stroke four. I have made much, I have much, this is Jesus talking. See how professional I am, I'll just keep on going. I have much more to say to you. This is Jesus talking right now. Just some of you can relax, all right? Um, you guys really bring out the worst to me. Listen, um, the, I, I, this is light, this moment, but I want you to get the, the depth, not the seriousness, the, the, the depth, the beauty, the wonder of this. Jesus, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Don't, don't miss that. Don't miss that. 
when it comes to revelation truth, I've got much more. I've got much more, much more than right now you can handle. I've got more. Isn't that cool? Come on. This is what he was saying to the disciples before he went back. And he says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not just speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. And as I finish, God says, I reveal truth layer by layer. I've got much more. I've got much more. I've got much more. I've got much more. And God initiates the truth that he wants to lead us into. He says, I will lead, I will send you the Holy Spirit. He will lead you into all truth. It really grabbed me. Truth is not me pursuing something I want to know. He says, I will lead you into all truth. That's not just what truth looks like, but the truth that he wants us to lead us towards. Did that make sense? Because sometimes I just want to know the truth about this. And God's going, but that's not, I want to lead you into this truth. Allow God to reveal the truth, but allow God also to reveal that's, thank you, what truth he wants to reveal the truth about. Does that make sense? Otherwise we get on our hobby horse, our bandwagons, we, come on, we've got to say, no, I've got much more to say, not just on what you want to hear. I've got things to say, and the Spirit's going to lead you into the things that he wants to say, and then he'll reveal it. I'll lead you to it, and then I'll reveal it. Maybe that's a good way. Come on. I'll lead you to it, and then I'll reveal it. I'll lead you to it, and then I'll reveal it. I'll lead you to it. This is what my problem so many times is when I'm in, in, in life, and there's difficulties and challenges. So it's like, God, I want to hear on this. I want to hear on that. And where, where real freedom comes is where I almost let go of it all and say, okay, God, what do you want to say to my heart? Where do you want to take me right now? Oh, good. Okay, okay. Now my will, says God. This has been a good night. God reveals truth through revelation, not through study or human understanding. Now he can prompt us to seek through study, through human understanding, through dialogue. But I feel him saying, I, I just need you to make sure you sit, really settle this. But revelation of truth cannot come through that. It can help facilitate things, but it only ever comes by the Holy Spirit. And I feel prophetically part of the truth God wants to reveal to us is the truth of what is yet to come. That's what he said in that verse. And I want to release that to you. So as we finish and pray, finish and pray, I know there's been lots in that tonight. Um, but along with, along with affirmation and acceleration, I've got written, and power seeking. And I feel God saying our part is seeking, God's part is revealing. Our part is seeking, God's part is revealing. And so as we close, as we close, my question to you is, are you a seeker of truth personally? Are you a seeker of truth personally?
And are you committed to seeking truth collectively? Are you a seeker of truth individually? And are you committed? Huh. See, God doesn't waste words. Are you committed? Why is he saying that? Because there will come at times tests. I just saw the picture of the tunnel again. And I saw the group walking and turning left at the 90 degree. You know the angle that I'm talking about? And I saw someone go, and that an individual walked straight ahead. God says, are you committed to seeking truth collectively? Father, teach us how to seek. That's my prayer for us tonight. How does that sound? Father, teach us how to seek. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you'll teach us to seek. I pray that you'll teach us to seek you. That we might find you and enter in. I pray that you will lead our seeking and bring the revelation. Holy Spirit of the living God, I cry out to you in this place that that which you have spoken to us. You will just do something wonderful and deep. Lord, I love you. We love you, Lord. I was saying to Greg yesterday, some years ago, God gave me a song, which he doesn't give me many songs, but it's called Know You More. It was mentioned just in passing when I said it. So I'm going to jump on there, brother, so if you can set up the piano, which you had behind, you can give me plenty of volume. I'm going to grab that. I'm going to, I just want to sing this over you. I want you to just close your eyes. And allow me to sing over you, and I pray it would be the cry of your heart. Is that, is that cool? I don't do this. This is not what I do. So just bear with me here, and hopefully I'll remember how to play it. But can we just do that? Turn to the Lord. want you to turn to the Lord and we just say, God, build this place.
it's your face I see Reveal yourself, O Lord, to me I want to
may we be seekers Lord that are satisfied but never satisfied Lord never content to stay Lord at the present level of what you've got for us Lord we just want to be seekers Lord revelers in your love and your goodness Love you, Lord.
Father, we thank you that life is contained in you. The things on earth and the things that are of heaven are summed up in Christ. And I thank you, Father, that you are the one true God. And all we have to do is keep firmly fixed with our eyes on you. And you will reveal everything that's in you. Because you are truth. You are the one truth. Father, as we sit and continue to set our course on you, in you, to seek you for the purpose of knowing you, not for function first, but to know you, to discover you, the fullness of who you are for our own transformation. And out of that, let function flow. Father, I do, I thank you that you love us with this powerful, powerful love. So thank you for Steve. Thank you for the way he ministers you to us. Father, we look forward to tomorrow and what tomorrow will bring. And as you're building this family, your family, the way you build her, Lord. And I pray we would just continue to be true to the course, be true to one another, truly love one another, covering one another, encouraging one another, speaking well of each other, along with seeing according to the flesh, but seeing according to the Spirit, through the eyes of love. So, Lord, as we leave here, we know you go with us. So continue to speak to us overnight. Continue to speak as we sleep. And continue to bring the more. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, um, it's phenomenal. I was just trying to find it on my phone here. Um, I was looking for a movie to watch just Thursday night and this picture took my eye and I was going through Netflix and I thought what's that and I clicked on it and this movie called 33 came up it's a movie about miners in Chile when the ground swallowed those guys and I think 33 of them went under the earth and the picture's a whole lot of guys with helmets on and lights it's right there How's that, bro? That was Thursday. <laughs> and I didn't watch it. I just felt the Holy Spirit say, I'll watch that later. Amazing, man. Amazing. God's good. And he confirms everything he's doing, doesn't he? So um, thanks for blessing us, bro. That's awesome. So um, have a good night. And uh, continue to talk, continue to chat. If you need to go home, go home. But um, have a brownie. There you go. Have a brownie. It's treat day. Have a brownie or two.